Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Danny Gray from Warpaint for Men. Welcome, Danny. Hi. Thank you for having me on, Amy. Oh, I'm so excited because I have been following your journey ever since I chanced watched Dragon's Den. I don't watch much telly and I just saw you. We were just flicking through the channels and there were, my daughter, my husband and I were just transfixed watching your pitch. So tell us what it is you're doing. So, yeah, I'm... Um... Obviously, Danny Gray, I'm founder of a company called Warpaint for Men, which is a men's makeup only focused uh, cosmetic brand uh, that I launched back in November 2018, specifically designed for a male audience, break down the stereotypes and make men's makeup mainstream is, uh, is like the overall goal for the brand. So that's what I'm doing now. And we're in 2020 now. How has this only just come to the forefront? Uh, good, good question. So for me, look, men's makeup is it's always been around i haven't invented men's makeup i haven't introduced you to the market it's always been there but because of society and you know perceptions of men wearing makeup especially even 10 years ago or five years ago i think it was a bit of a taboo subject so when brands have tried previously to launch male focused cosmetic brands i think it's failed because the market probably isn't ready um so look this isn't new men have been doing it um, and I think with the movement as well, with if you look at, I always make the analogy, so skincare and grooming, absolutely exploded in men for the last sort of 10, 10 years or so. And that the reason men moisturize, the men look after themselves more so now than ever. They don't do it for anyone else, right? You don't moisturize to make you live another 10 years. You moisturize because it gives you less wrinkles, so you get more confidence. So the whole thing about my brand is confidence. And but what traditionally always been is well you can do all of that you can go down the gym you can buy nice clothes you get your hair cut now you know men get their hair cut three times um, every three weeks instead of every six weeks then do all of that but look if you've got acne scars blemishes dark circles I your guy you should just get on with it and that's the stereotype that I'm trying to break down and remove completely because then guys see the benefits of a product like makeup and how honestly like, it might in, for me how life changing it was so. Um, I don't think it's the case. I just think the time's right. I think it's like the perfect storm where society now, you even look at guys doing hair transplants and, you know, it's all just, you know, I've had a hair transplant. I didn't, even need, to have a, I didn't even need to have a hair transplant because my mental health. But, you know, people, when I tell them, they're like, oh, my God, it looks amazing. It's not like, oh, what are you doing? Where 10 years ago, it would have been, you know, I've got absolutely ribbed for it. So I think the mindsets have changed a lot. So I just think the timing's right now for this to become mainstream and get other guys benefiting, benefiting from it. And it's gone pretty fast, hasn't it? I mean, you, you launched it back in September 2018. Is that when it went live? No, yeah, November, actually, okay. uh, 2018, uh, the 1st of November. So what's that, like 18, 19 months? And it's just been an absolute roller coaster. And, you know, I always knew there was a market for this, but you know in even in that short space time since we launched the whole you know there was no media attention to it 90 months ago now there's a lot you know a lot of retailers were talking to it. and i'll be honest i think a lot of it's down to us um uh, sort of spearheading that 
don't call it a revolution, but just making it in the public eye and getting the reaction. But yeah, it's been like, I don't know, I have to pinch, honestly, I have to pinch myself a lot of the time about it. It's, it's over, it's like, it's crazy. You know, I was, it was me and a, I had a young 19 year old girl working in a flat 90 months ago, you know, now, you know, we've got almost double digit staff, just took a big round of investment, offices in London, like launching retail across the world, you know, to, and then all the press press we've had as well in 18 months. I just, I, I just couldn't, you know, thank lucky stars really. It was good timing, but it's also, I think, because of your why. Tell us why you set it up. Yeah, so just like tw- 20 years ago, I, I got bullied in middle school because my ears were sort of right angles to my head. They, they did pick, poke out a lot. They were that bad. My mum wouldn't let me go out when it was windy. <laughs> no, but seriously, they were, they were really bad. And, you know, I, I was bullied only for a couple of weeks and then the bullying stopped, but that stayed with me for the rest of my life. And I started really sort of taking a notice of my own appearance. Um, and then growing up sort of 13, 14, 15, started getting spots like most young men do. And my sister literally gave me a stick of concealer. And honestly, when she put it on, I couldn't believe, you know, I've been worried about these spots for so long. I couldn't believe what a product could do and how much it could make you feel better in the confidence. So I've literally been wearing makeup for the last, ever since that for the last 20 years. I'm 34 now. It's going to be 35 very soon. Growing up for those 20 years, I always found three key things for me. One was that I can relate to a brand as a man. Second of all, there's nowhere for me to go and purchase a product in confidence. Uh, and thirdly, education as well. So always looking at tutorials and trying to, and trying to learn from women effectively. I think it can be, it's, it's almost, I don't want to say overcomplicated, I will say that, but you know, every, everyone has their own way of putting it on. And, you know, I just want to do it really simply and even out my skin tone. I found it very difficult to find education. So I always had this idea about creating a brand that did all of that. I, I thought about it for literally 10 years and that, that nothing was coming up that I thought that's a wicked brand and something that I, I would relate to. So literally about three years ago, I, I thought I was on the golf course uh, with my best mate and we're playing around the golf. And we always talk about business and like what we can do and, and he said, Dan, can you stop talking about it and just do it? Uh, I promise you, I walked off the golf course that day. I sat in my car for four hours and I was calling everyone I knew to try what do I need to do to start a brand. So that was where, that's where it was really born for me, literally on that day. And then it's been full steam ahead since then. And why then? I mean, what, what, what made you sort of suddenly say, right, I'm going to do it now? Just because I'd literally, I'd been looking in the market and going, there'd been one or two brands that have been around for ages. And I just look I hate this in the other competition, but I think you always, it's the, it's the, it's the ask Jeeves effect. Yeah. So they come out and then Google come out and, and make it a little bit better. And I could just thought I could do a better job than that. And yeah, so I've been thinking about it for so long and, you know, even with the reactions with my mates, right? Cause I've been wearing makeup and then it, my mates mindsets had changed from, you know, it never took the mick out of me ever because I knew why I did it, but then over the last few years, they've been asking me to put it on them every time we went out. Do you know I'm not like loads, like a bit of concealer, a little bit of foundation maybe, like even like it's sunny at the minute, yeah, we're getting sunburned and putting even out of skin time when we're, we're on a lad's holiday, you know, and I was thinking, God, like my mates now to Danny, have you got some, um, I'm going to say wall paint, they just say, have you, have you got some, <laughs> have, you, have you got some makeup, you know, and I was like, right, time's now. And then I was talking, that's what made me talk about it to my like, best mate so much. So I just knew like, perception that we were ready really and all the whole thing about what I talked about earlier about 
hair transplants, teeth whitening, teeth straightening, some like sunbeds. If you go back 10 years, if you had a sunbed, you it was underground as a guy, you didn't talk about it. But fast forward now, you're out tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm running 10 minutes late. I'm gonna have a quick sunbed. All right, mate, I'll see you in a minute. That is how the you know the, the whole conversation's changed. And guys now are allowed to feel that they can look up, make themselves feel like I don't want to say look good, but they feel themselves feel better and feel confident, not have to go, like, oh, well, you don't need to worry, just get on with it. So I knew I knew the time was ready. And especially because there wasn't anything in the market, I saw the gap as well um, for me to do it. So so confidence seems to be a, the big the big deal here. This is what the word I'm u- hearing you use over and over. What does it mean for you to know that you're giving people confidence? You know what? That has been so overwhelming ever since. A lot of stuffs happened to us as a brand. Like we've been viral, gone viral four times. Like first time was very negative, really negative across the world. And then now to have the I'm not just I'm not I'm trying I won't I'm not boasting about it. The amount of message we get as a brand and personally as well that I do. Uh, I can show you my my Instagram now. You know, like I've literally got nine hundred messages, all of them from guys just saying, "I love what you're doing," and like I've suffered or I, I've always been wearing it, never felt comfortable. But to, to know we're doing that as a brand is just it's unbelievable. I just don't think that happens very often with brands. Do you know what I mean? Like if they come out, it's not very often that I think you get that sort of. I don't go fanfare because it's not just like people believing in what you're doing as a brand. And it's honestly why I'm doing it because I know. The amount of men that are in my position or not as severe as me, but, you know, guys are conscious. You put a spot on the end of the guy's nose, nine out of ten guys are going to be conscious about it, a massive spot. So let's just give them the tools. And all I'm doing is creating a choice. That's all I want to do. Give people, let's have female brands, male brands and gender neutral brands and give people a choice. Before I just felt... There was a choice, but it was, it was very minimal, and the whole perception around it was, well, you, you shouldn't be using it. So I just think give anyone a choice, let them do what I do, and then they so they can get that confidence that makes you be the real you. Without makeup, I'm not my I'm not my normal self. But like a lot of women do as well, right? Women don't wear makeup for themselves. They wear sorry, they don't wear it for other people. Ninety percent of women wear it for themselves because it makes you feel more confident and like you can face the day, or you know. It just makes you feel better, like more confident. So guys are like we're the same, we're exactly the same. Guys have that feeling too. And why did you get so much negativity when you first launched? Uh, well, when we first launched, it was actually so it's funny. We launched November two thousand eighteen. I had my year's plan, um, and you know, first month I said two and a half grand sales. We did eleven. Second month we did like twenty eight. Third month we did thirty eight grand. I'm like, holy. Do you know what I mean? This is actually going to work. Fast forward May 2019, we put an advert out on Twitter to test the Twitter market, and it was a bit of a mistake. <laughs> so, you know, what, when I launched brand, what I wanted to do was break down the stereotypes. I used, like, models with tattoos, like, musty guys, because that hadn't been done before, right? So that's why I wanted to do that at that point. And so Twitter just exploded. Like, I was actually at my sister's on her birthday and the girl who worked for me called me up saying we've gone viral and it's and it's not positive. I was like, what? Looked on my looked at the views, it was literally two hundred thousand. Ten minutes later, half a million, seven hundred and fifty, one point two million, eight million views in twenty-four hours. We're trending number one in the world on that day. And it, all the negativity was around men, you know, men don't need their own brand, or just walk into Sephora and buy a female brand. And you know, we were racist. 
because we didn't have enough shades. You know, war paint, we were racist again. And, you know, the barrage of abuse we got was unbelievable. But what did happen, Mike literally came in the next day, the phone was off the hook. Like, it was on ABC News, every newspaper in the UK. Uh, like, it was literally in everything. And everyone wanted a statement. And, you know, I just let them, I just let, let them get on with it. You know, let them get on with that argument. What that did do, though, was start this whole conversation about men's makeup, where before no one, no one wrote any main articles about it. You know, and at the time I thought my life was over. I thought my brand was finished. Uh, you know, I was so emotional; it was unbelievable. Very quickly, though, we started getting a lot of messages personally because what saying, "I love what you're doing." We had record sales for like five days, but what people won't do on Twitter is if you're one out, you know, if a hundred people arguing. You're not going to walk into a fight like that, are you? So, personally, then I started thinking, actually, is it the worst thing in the world? And quite, quite clearly, then we got a brand. Do you know what I mean? People, people, in, people knew about us uh, quite quickly, and it started the whole conversation. So, I always say as a brand, we took a lot of bullets. Like, it was unbelievable what happened to us. It doesn't happen. You know, getting on ABC main news, America. Good morning. That doesn't happen. But it was, it you know, it taught me a lot. The worst thing about the wor worst thing than people talking about you are people not talking about you as a business, you know. So that was that was the positive out of it. But yeah, I just think, and eighty percent of the backlash, by the way, was from women on Twitter. That's really 80%. interesting. Yeah. So, and, I mean, Twitter is known for being vocal. Why did you choose a, sort of the Twitter audience instead of sort of Instagram or, well, or well, LinkedIn? Yeah, we actually. Um, we we were growing the business through LinkedIn, through Instagram, uh, Facebook, social, and then we tried Twitter, you know, just for a new audience. Before. <laughs> I don't know. We're thinking about like I'm going to do it again soon, like with some great content because I just think like, out of all those people talking about it, the amount of people. So when people look at views, yeah, on Instagram, views, how many likes they've got. It's a load of rubbish, right? It's the invisible ones you want to watch. What I mean by invisible views are, so if I put something out on LinkedIn, you know, I get quite a little, for not, you know, I've been on LinkedIn that long, I get quite a lot of traction with my posts and stuff like that. It's not the it's not the people who've commented, right? It's the other people who've looked at it and watched it who see it like, for example, Virgin Atlantic, you know, I walked into Virgin, uh, who we're launching with, and, you know, she was like, I'm just so pleased to meet you. I've been watching you on, link, on LinkedIn. And, you know, I walked up to the reception and she knew who I was in Virgin like because that's the power of it so this whole thing was going on with Twitter and then but it gets people talking about the brand and a lot of people even if they're not shouting negative they're probably thinking positive in their head thinking oh, I really like that brand and that's what happened so yeah it wasn't a, it wasn't a you know it was a knee-jerk reaction to do a Twitter ad but look I, I wouldn't take it back now you know I'll do it again so because it started the whole conversation and made publication start writing about it and so walk us through how you formed the brand and how you chose the name. Um, do you know what? I watched a, um, I don't know, it was about eight years ago. Not, I, I watched something and a woman said, I'm going to put my wall paint on. And I was like, that's it. That's it. And the women have been using that as a, a slang for makeup for years or older generation have, especially when I heard it, I was like, that's it. It says exactly what it is. You know, and I think I've got, it's quite a masculine name, and that's the first thing with a with a brand name. Some companies doesn't make a difference, right? Like about how much it can impact your business. But something that I was doing, it, it was absolutely crucial. Do you know what I mean? And I think with something like that, I think you've got to be very careful. And I just knew that was the name where 
you know other other organizations can name them what they want because it doesn't really relate to their brand or the, what they're selling where with me i need to break down stereotypes so i think it said what it was and it was you know guys you know when guys go out it's the same thing they're getting ready it's like you're going out to battle <laughs> do you know what i mean like that's what we used to say we got let's have a good a good game tonight when we were going out so I just, yeah, I just loved it as soon as I heard it. And then luckily we, we managed to get it trademarked, which was really difficult because because it's slang for makeup. They they turned it down first. Uh, and then, but then I spent money on, quite a bit of money on lawyers in that field to get it, um, to get it, to get over CERNs. And I'm so glad that I did. And what is your demographic or who is your demographic? Who who uses your war paint for men? So this is the other interesting thing. What, what I always knew that demographic isn't, a 22 year old who lives at home, goes down the gym every day, goes out on the on the lash, and he's got one focus in mind. And that's why he wants to use makeup to his best. This is for men, right? It's the same as women. You can't put demographic on what women wear makeup. It's exactly the same. And you know the customer base we have. I'll tell you now, 30 percent of our customers are over 50 years old, and that's amazing for me because it doesn't matter how old you are, confidence never goes. You know, when John Lewis, that's why I wanted to launch in John Lewis and I pushed them so much because I wanted to break down stereotype about what age of customer, you know, the average age of a, of a uh, department store shop, especially in John Lewis, is like 48. But I knew we'd sell product. The first two customers who sat down, 61, 63. Straight guys bought product like it was nothing. And John Lewis can believe it. But I was like, well, I knew, like, I knew this would happen. You know, and that's why it's such a big, big, big marketing opportunity because... You know, it's not a tiny demographic. So you just started this business and you, you probably didn't realise it was going to go as global as quickly as it had. What background did you have in building your own business and branding? Um, so building my own, the only other business I've run, my own business I've run, there was a bouncy castle company when I was 16 on the weekend. I couldn't even drive. I had my mate driving, dropping the vans off. Bought three bouncy castles for 900 quid. Um, and then sold the business later on for substantial return, 10x. There you go. <laughs> and then I also ran my dad's, my father's uh, car business for about. Three, I was quite young, I was about 22, doing that with a few staff. And then, and then I was in the corporate world. But I always, you know, always, I've always been. My dad was an entrepreneur, and I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. All his brothers were. I was, I, for me, that's why I left school at 16. So I just want to go out and earn money. And I was always thinking about things to do and working, wanting to work for myself. And I think, you know, you can do, anyone can run a business, but I think to have that that drive in you to be like that, and I would learn everything, yeah. So I want to know everything about the business as well. So, but I have no director. This is my first big one, effectively, like everything on the line. And has it been an easy ride? I don't. Do you know what? I think if you ask anyone who starts a business. It's, it's never it's never an easy ride but it's been a, it's the hardest thing i've ever done but it's absolutely the best thing i've ever done in my life and you know the stress of knowing that it, it when you're a founder everything you know when you work in the corporate world you're always looking up yes yeah, so it doesn't matter where you are in business unless you're ceo chair you've got you know you've got your chairs but you're always looking up and then to be the one who everything has to come from you or the majority of it you know, and how to drive the business, it can be quite scary to start with. Uh, and the learning is unbelievable because there's stuff, you know, don't even think about, don't even think about, like, I don't know, just the first thing in my head is about like, our packaging. Like, what do we need to have on the packaging? Well, I don't know. 
I'm not a specialist in it, but you had to learn, you know. So I think that's, I don't think everyone's born to do it, but um, I've always had that drive. And when we saw, I saw you on Dragon's Den that time and you were pitching, what was going through your mind as you were delivering that pitch? Uh, can I swear? <laughs> Share myself, basically. <laughs> um, so I don't know, like before you go on, it's obviously really nerve wracking because you're literally waiting to go on and you know they're there. But I was very nervous. Like I'm, as long as I feel right myself, I'm quite confident. And especially with Warpaint as a brand, do you know what? I was confident about the brand. I was confident I knew what I knew. I, I was confident I, I'll have an answer for pretty much anything they're going to ask because we'd had such a good start. I thought I knew the market. That's not being arrogant again, but you're still like you're still so nervous, nervous energy. So after the, the worst bit was the opening pitch because you've got to sort of not script it, but know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Where if I'm talking to someone, that's it. I'd rather don't tell me any questions you're going to ask me and just ask me a question. But I was I was absolutely it, yeah. It's it's weird. In that elevator, when it's going one, two, three, my gut was my, my gut was going all over the shop. And you, I mean, you you went personal. You told you explained the story, and you could see they were all hooked straight away. I mean, it was it was a great delivery of of, but it was so personal. I think that's what the difference was. Your why was has come through the brand straight from the word go, and you had all five dragons fighting over you. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Do you know what all I wanted to do with that is say, because look, a lot of people, which isn't a bad thing, you find a gap in the market and you create a brand to solve a problem effectively. But this for me was like, I just wanted to get across that. I'm not just doing this to make a quick buck. And like, I'm doing this because I 100% believe in it. And I wanted to get a message across and tell him why, because I don't want to just like, I'm not just starting this brand just because I saw a niche and, you know, what's special about that? I'm doing it because I think I'm the customer. You know, I'm the target audience that I'm going for. So I wanted to prove that I knew what I thought I would want. So when people say, what does this brand need to be? I thought I knew because I was that exact customer, which is quite rare a lot of the time. So I told, you know, I told them about my personal experiences. And, you know, they, you know, you're in there for a long time as well. You know, that it's very edited down what you saw. And, you know, they asked me a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. So because they want to understand, understand why you're doing this and what, what what's your purpose and what's your, your views on the brand. So... Yeah, it was, it was to get all five as well. I promised you now, I did not expect it. Because like anything, it's like Marmite, right? Especially because we've been viral in May. I was like, this could go completely wrong. And when I first went in there, they grilled me. They really do. And I think they, they're always going to do that. Any investment you go into, you sit down, they grill you for everything because they want to see any holes. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this isn't going well. And then all of a sudden, like after I batted off a few questions and, you know, to what I thought was quite, I did all right, straight then that their whole persona changed and it was just unbelievable you know they were so complimentary and you know it was amazing like the whole peter jones just like didn't he did he hardly said he didn't say a lot and just come out with saying i'm blown away and you know when he said that i think you could see the relief from me a little bit because that's the first real time it was like i just get it and i love it so um it, it was it was an emotional as well like draining i was absolutely ruined when i come off yeah, it, you could see all of that, and I was I was shouting at the screen. It's like, don't don't take the deals. You do it on your own, um, because when somebody is fighting over it so much, you can see. Well, actually, he's got something really special here, and he should just work out how best he can fund that 
that business elsewhere and not give away too much of a stake in the business because it's just so um, brilliant and you'd be regretting that for the rest of your life if you'd sort of sold a part of you away that's it yeah and I think you know I went in at well the thing is with my valuation at that point we you know we turned over 200 grand within like five months four or five months from a standing start you know I valued the business at a million quid you know, when you go out to, you know, that was for me was a very fair valuation. So I was quite, and then when they came in at like 20% to begin with, it was like, my, it was miles away. So I was like, yeah. my hair was absolutely no way. But to be fair, I did not expect all five. And when all five did it, I actually was like, oh my God, like, I was knackered. <laughs> and I thought, what am I going to do? So that when I went to the back, I was like, right, what do I, like, I didn't expect it. So it was almost yeah. making me, when they were all going, yeah, I'll be honest, I wasn't excited. I was almost like, oh God, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And so I just went back and I was like, right, I'm going to turn it on them a little bit. So well, what can you bring? And I'm going to be quite aggressive. You know, and I did want Tage and Peter before we went in there. So that's why I sort of halfway through, because they all started coming like, well, we can go together. And I was a bit like, well, look, these are the guys. Let's just focus on that. So it was an ama- like, amazing experience when I come off. And when you're in it, you're in a massive bubble when you're mm. doing it, because I didn't realise how well it went until I came off and like people were like, Oh my god! Like literally, like one of the girls had was in tears. You know when I come off, mm. and I was like, "No, you don't know what, what you don't know. You don't know." And to be fair, the only time I got upset was really badly. It was when I I come out, I call my missus up, you know, and I, and then you're outside and you, it's over, and then you realise like you got all fine. Went well, absolutely, just I was in bits, you know, because mm. so, it's everything. You know, because of all your environment, May. If that was perceived poorly. The brand's, the brand's knackered, you know, mm. and there was a lot of pressure on it, a lot of pressure going into there. But you've since been to retailers and the brand is not knackered, is it? Yeah, no, not at all. Like, I thought if, it, if we got negative in there, we definitely would. But luckily, like, after that, we didn't, like, we didn't go ahead with the deal in the end mm. with them. Um, but, like, literally off the back of that airing, you know, we were speaking to retailers pre- previously to that, but it just sped the whole process up a lot quicker. So... You know, very quickly launching Harvey Nichols, Crossall Stores, John Bell Croydon, um, Gerald's, launching Virgin Atlantic. We've got some others I can't mention, which are absolutely huge. And obviously we're launching John Lewis. But the reaction we got after it cut, so I was all round. Because the other thing is, well, you don't know how they're going to edit you to look as well. Mm. And they were all around my sisters. We had like loads, of was about 60 of us around there uh, to watch it. And, you know, that was so emotional, so emotional because quite quickly you could see it was going to come across all right and you know and then we we literally started watching our phones and well I wasn't people come out to me going Dan you're trending like you're trending everywhere like the no socks man or Danny for Brexit and you know best one in 14 years the Daily Mail put the next day and and just a bit again like you don't I'm like, I think that's normal I think that's normal to get a reaction and I was just I just couldn't believe it you know I was like with all my mates there, it was just amazing, amazing. Because they knew as well that when we gone viral negatively, you know, everyone had seen that, all my family and that. So just to get that reaction was just, I'll, I'll never forget it. And to know that you're helping men struggle with stuff they just don't need to be struggling with, how does that make you feel? Well, I gave me a big goosebumps, you just saying that a bit, because, you know, I forget that a lot of the time. I don't, I don't, but... It's weird. I can't imagine that it's me that's helping these people. Do you know what I mean? I just can't take it in. I really can't because it's like I've created a brand, and it's generally like the message we get 
And to think that that's what you're, you're doing, you know, like someone the other day before lockdown flew coming from France to um, interview me, right? He's doing a dissertation for his thing and he came all the way from France to interview me for like half an hour. Obviously, I gave him a lot longer than that after realising he'd come away from France just to see me. He just said, well, I had to come and see you because I'm doing a thing about makeup, a dissertation. And he says, you've literally just created history. That's going to be remembered forever. And the amount of men you can help. And I was just like, I was just started crying again, you know, because I was like, you forget sometimes. I think that's what you've got to do in business is sometimes is stop and it's a, it's a boxing fight. Every round is harder or every, and then every opponent after you beat one gets harder and bigger and heavier and undefeated. And sometimes you've got to stop and just think, look what we've achieved. Well, I'm thinking, oh, we've got to go to the next level, which I'm always thinking. And I just to get stuff like that. Even users saying that makes me, God, like if it all finished now, I'll be proud of what I've done. And that's what you've got to think. Just be proud of what you've done because you can get carried away with what you should be doing or what you've got to hit and the pressures of it, where you should just think, you know, we've like, been the first ever in John Lewis. It was the first ever men's makeup counter in a men's section in the retail department in the world. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Well, no, I'm not saying it's for you to give you that feedback. No, it, no, I am. It, it, but, it, like, it's... it doesn't, it just doesn't, you know, and when we did it, I just, I don't know, I just know we've done, I've, like that's happened to the wall paint. It's just, I'm just going to, do you know what I mean? I'm happy think, now, just happy now about it. And I think that's what's so special about the brand is that it's it's coming from you. It's literally you on all of the packaging in terms of it's your heartfelt feeling about how it's changed you and led you to have more confidence. And when people open that, it's not just a bit of makeup. It's their entire confidence being reinstalled or, or being given to them for the first time. Well, that's exactly right. And do you know what? People think a brand is a logo. It isn't. You know, it's so much more than that. And you have to build that. And our makeup is amazing, right? It's manufactured in the UK. It took me a long time to find our manufacturing partner because no one would speak to me because the minimum order quantities. You know, I had to remortgage my house to do it. The makeup is quality. Like I've designed it. You know, it's my formulation. But aren't, the makeup isn't what people are buying here. You know, the makeup, you know, they are because the makeup um, is a... Like, I'm not just saying it. We've never had one complaint from any retailer who's looked at it. Customers, the only complaints they ever have is if it's been delayed or something like that. You know, it's very rare the makeup. But what what people buy into more is what the brand stands for and what it's trying to achieve. And you know, I you know I knew that, but I know that now more than ever that you need you can't. And you look at it now, like how many brands are brands like ninety or I don't know what the stat is for something ridiculous percent of business fail and a lot of them is because people think they can do a brand by buying a t-shirt in from china putting a name across it and all of a sudden they've got a brand you know maybe 10 years ago when you know for buying in from china was difficult but now you just can't do that you need to have more about it and you know i've poured everything into it i struggle like, str- i struggle to like, numbers i get right this is a weird but numbers i just get it i don't really have to add stuff up it's just i can know what it is where i can hardly spell no, I'm slightly dyslexic, but I, I just, the detail I, I need with this brand, like I need, I know everything and everything in this brand is how I wanted it to be. Everything. And that's because I believe, do you know what I mean? It becomes so much like I don't want to settle for like, oh, that'll do. You know, I do talk about MVP though, like uh, minimal viable product, you know, a lot of the time and just as long as you've got something, get it out. But, 
yeah it means a lot the brands it means a lot to me you can see the passion coming through definitely and and what sort of products can people actually have tell us give us an example of the range so yeah to start i want simple products using simple way to even out your skin tone so we launched with our concealer tinted moisturizer which is actually a bb cream but i called it tinted moisturizer so men understood what it was and it's a good entry into a product because they buy it thinking it's a moisturizer with a bit of color in it but it's actually a makeup with a moisturizing quality in it they put it on they go every time oh my god the skin looks amazing you go well exactly because it's actually makeup based so this is what you can do and there's a couple of powders anti-shine bronzer and then concealers but oh, we're not doing big bold colors but we just launched like an eyebrow gel remover a primer we've got beard and brow filler come in i've got a organic aloe vera mattifying lip balm there's loads of different things that, that we're adding but not at the minute the big bold colors because a lot of customers are coming to us for the first time. I don't want to, like, a lot of guys still get scared about coloured coloured cosmetics and they, you know, it has that sort of stigma probably even more attached to it, which it shouldn't because anyone should be able to do what they want. But, yeah, simple products. And how have you managed to get the range across different ethnicities? So, yeah, well, we, just for skin, just for shades, um, I was always keen to have as many dark shades as fair shades or light shades. and. You know, we've 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 only got a limited shade range in here. We're just about to add double it actually. But again, cost. You know, what people we got ridiculed on it in May in May, and same with racist. But what people don't understand to 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 launch a cosmetic brand is extortionate. How much money? If you want to do it properly, what you can do is go and white label products from China and put a badge on it and buy a hundred units. Cost you nothing. But I want to create my own makeup, so you know, I have to buy thousands and thousands of units in every shade. You know, my opening order was ninety three grand. That's for us all single product. Mm-hmm. So we, we've, we've got a shade range uh, now, but we'll be adding to it. But just we just knew we had to we had to cater for everyone. Because again, there's no gender, there's no demographic, like everyone will be wanting to use this product. Absolutely. And it's been really interesting hearing why your your sort of need to get this product out there has evolved, but what if you hadn't have done this? What if you hadn't have just sat in that car after your golf round for four hours and just picked up the phone and... Do you know what? That's such a good question because I was talking about this the other day. It scares the life out of me. Do you know that? I actually sit back and I go, can you imagine if we didn't put that advert on Twitter? Could you, do you know what I mean? It's such a vital part of the brand now. Can you imagine if I didn't do that? Like, if someone said to me now, would you start again? Absolutely not. Because I'll do it too right. Do you see what I'm saying? I'd make, I wouldn't make any mistakes. I wouldn't learn, and the brand definitely wouldn't be where it is today. So it scares the life out of me. Like, if I didn't get out, if I didn't do that call and decide, I'd, I don't know. I just. Someone said to me, my first investor is that the day you work for yourself properly, you'll never ever be able to go back. So to think, like now, to going back to work with someone else. I've been absolutely paying the ass for this. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. And it's been so lovely for you to sort of share your story with us today, Danny. It's been really magical. How do people get the products now? I mean, we're in lockdown right now, but assuming we can go back to stores or could you buy, buy it online, how do they get hold of it? Yeah, you can come online. So it's uh, com. Just online, we can order. We're, we're shipping. We haven't stopped shipping at all, which we're really lucky to do. Uh, warehouse we didn't have to shut it down or anything like that 
Um, and in, in store, John Lewis, Gerald's, John Vell Croydon, Harvey Nicks across all stores. We've got a couple of massive launches coming up as well to some retailers, which will blow people away that we're in there. Going to launch with Mr. Porter as well. Launching in Australia, launching in Ireland very soon uh, and Asia into a big uh, a reseller as well. So about all online, everything's there you need. Brilliant. So I'll put in the show notes your details and also follow you on social media. Yeah, Danny Gray Warpaint is my Instagram or Warpaint for Men uh, is is our uh, brand uh, corporate one. So, yeah, give that a follow because there's always interesting co- uh, content on there. We've also got a series on the website. If someone's watching this and want to go, there's a series which is all video content for basically it's a log or a vlog of since when we went viral in John Lewis up until now. We haven't done as many, but they're eight minutes long. They're quite funny. Uh, it's basically, a, I've got a full-time videographer who just follows me around filming everything. And have you got any tutorials of how to apply the stuff? Yeah, the which stuff, is like... The, the makeup. Yeah, <laughs> the wall paint. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a big thing for me about um, education. So there's tutorials on what the products are. I explain every single one. And there's actual tutorials on how to use them, different reasons. Uh, so there's, lo- there's loads of stuff on the website. There's loads of content, loads of videos. That's a big driver for me, video content. Fantastic. So thank you again for coming on. Could you just leave us with a final message to the audience? Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a check us out if you want. Uh, and my message is just do whatever you need to do to get that confidence because I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is confidence in different forms. And if there's any tools out there that you think you can use that will help you do it because and don't listen to anyone else, be it something that you should, you know, people think you shouldn't be doing because that without these tools, you know, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So that's what I want to do. Just people just do whatever you need and use whatever tools to make you have that confidence because then you'll be the real you. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.